Lehman and Tyler McComas. Spacecraft. 10987654321. Slow. Gets off the launching pad slow and then. Choo! Oh, wow, that is fantastic audio. I would not say that Michigan is like a rocket ship. They are more like a metropolitan bus, you know, just slowly getting along at a uh, at a snail's pace. Like the bus that pulled in front of the camera when they were uh, blowing up the Georgia Dome. Remember that? Yeah. It's like some big deal. They're blowing up the Georgia Dome, and that bus pulls right in front of the camera as soon as it happens. That's exactly That's, that's right. Michigan, all right. Yeah, that's, that's them. That's Michigan. Man, um, who would have thunk it? Harbaugh, here he is after all this time, uh, has an opportunity to win a national championship. Some believe, Tyler, that this will be his last college football game, win or lose. What say you? Yeah, he is, uh, he's he's headed out to Vegas, win, lose, or draw after tonight. Vegas or the L.A. Chargers job is is uh, what I believe. But, yeah, yeah. I mean – I mean, that can't be surprising to anyone. He's been trying to go to the league now for two years, and it felt like he's been close to going to the NFL for two years. Right. It's where he wants to get back to, and that could cause um, quite the ripple effect across the sports if that know. happens here in the, in the next week, which it sounds like it might. God, can you imagine a coach winning a national championship at a program and then saying, hey, it's been fun, guys. I'm out of here. That's insane. And I think there's a high likelihood that it happens, just like you do. That's wild, isn't it? Well, who are some coaches that have won national championships at a school and end up going to the NFL? Steve Spurrier immediately comes to mind, right? But yeah. this is this is a little bit different because it's could be just like days after he yeah. wins Michigan's first outright championship in I mean, they split for it in ninety seven. This is their first could be their first outright title in ever. Well, <laughs> yeah, we'll just go with that. So that that does make it that does make it a little bit more uh, fascinating in that regard. Yeah, I, but you I know mean, what? It, it, they're not going to win a national championship tonight. It's going to go to Washington. Ooh, That's the thing. Washington, instead of leaving on top to go to the NFL, he's leaving because he ain't good enough to win a championship. Is that what it is? That, is that the difference between the two? He's going to leave, and then he's going to draft Michael Penix because he beats him later on tonight. <laughs> yeah, be a smart move. Smart move, man. Going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it tonight. Um, I guess whenever you get here every year, there's a lot of antis- anticipation no matter what, but this one is uh, maybe it's just the new blood that's in. I don't know. Good story for Washington and uh, two uh, contrasting styles. It it makes for what I believe is going to be a fun football game. It's been it's obviously a bummer that OU's not in the title game again this year. But <laughs> in recent memory, 
Washington, at least for me, is like the most likable team that's played in a championship in a while. I agree. You know, normally a championship game is, oh, I mean, I'll watch it and I'm invested in it, but what's the lesser of two evils here? Like, what am, no. I, what, what am I really rooting for? Like, even the team I root for, I can't, I can't stand. I'm not happy to see them win a title. Washington is at least a lot more likable than Alabama and Clemson playing or Alabama-Georgia, you know? Yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those where the best player on their team might be the best person on their team. Um, everyone just says the best things about Penix. You know, they've kind of flown under the radar this year, even though they've had – it felt like week after week they are in big games. And uh, undefeated, and here they are with an opportunity. It's going to be fun, dude. You've got, you've got all kinds of firepower, skill position-wise on Washington's offense, and you just got old-school football players for Michigan. It's going to be fun, man. Yeah. Where would Jim Harbaugh rank in terms of uh, national championship coaches in the past 25 years in terms of how weird he is? Would he be the weirdest coach that's won a title in the past 25 years? There's no doubt about it. He, oh. he might be the weirdest coach anyways. You know we got a few candidates here. First. We'll see, so here's me texting a skilled player. Are you ready? Uh, that's a good point. I hey, this is Coach that. O. Can you call me? Bing. Hello. <laughs> and then, of course, you got Les Miles as well, which um, we have a lot of Les Miles audio clips, but they're all cringe. And I just want to totally avoid that today. So it's really yeah. – is Jim Harbaugh uh, – is he as weird or more weird than uh, Les Miles and uh, Coach O? That's that's what we're talking about tonight. In a in a much dorkier way, yes, he is. He's the dorkiest coach to have won a championship in the past twenty five years. There's a good yeah. word. But he he's weird too. He's a psychopath. I mean, there's no doubt about that. You know, a lot of places where he's left, everyone, whenever he leaves, it's like a huge sigh of relief from everyone at the organization. And you start to hear that, like, right as he's about to walk out the door, no one says anything until he's gone. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. But, hey, credit him. They're doing it old school where, you know, we've been told forever you can't win a championship that way, and that's how Michigan's done it now. They haven't won a championship yet, but they've put together a really good football team that's, you know, putting out some excellent players to the NFL. Though we've spent uh, many years making fun of the Pac-12 and their uh, interest in football on this show, yeah, I do feel at least a, a little bad for them that they finally get back into the playoff, they win a playoff game, and the last year of the Pac-12, well, as we know it, they could win a national championship. Hmm. Well, there you go. Uh, it's it's uh, that's college football for you, right? That's exactly what the script writers. Um, I mean, we talked about it before the season. We were laughing about it all off season that the Pac-12 is about to have the best season that they've had in twenty years, and it's going to be the last one, and they're breaking it up. I mean, everyone was good. And even the teams that weren't good were at least a draw. Like, Colorado was a draw. People were watching those games. I mean, it was relevant and in the news nonstop, whether you liked it or not. Washington, Oregon, 
uh, Arizona, obviously, USC is always in the news. It was a it was a great year for the Pac-12. Yeah, it's in in the last one, and now everyone's going to go there. Uh, go go either to the uh, Big Twelve or the uh, or the Big Ten here moving forward. I, I guess Crazy. outside of a couple of schools. Four hundred five says the word goober comes to mind when thinking of Harbaugh. Yeah, that's right. I think that's 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 well put, well stated. I think that fits. Four hundred five is he less miles weird? No, no, I don't think so. I can't even really put a finger on Les Miles weird. Les Miles Interesting like, choice of words there regarding uh, well, recent happenings. Great point. I just, he's, there's, there's something odd going on there with Les Miles. And I don't know how much, like, there's not necessarily anything weird going on with Harbaugh. He's just he's, he's just a dork. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's it. He's just a dork. Or just goober, dork. whatever whatever word you want to use so far. Uh, Panhandle Sooner says, LOL, can we please get a less miles, let her rip. That is the one that I will play. Yes, you can. Thank you very much, Brad. Everybody's been wondering, Coach, the last two years you've come over to win. Do you have Oklahoma's number? What do you know about this team that nobody else knows? There's a lot of emotion. Do you control it, Coach, to avoid mistakes, or you just let them go with it? It has to be controlled at, at points, but most of the time, let her rip. Uh, okay. So many great memories from that game. For whatever reason, what first comes to mind for me is Mike Stoops in the second half. You want more? You want more? <laughs> like yelled at their sideline. Uh, that's great. Well, Beautiful. you know, that audio clip, it's not, it's not bad. If you're not watching the horrible face he makes whenever he says "let it rip," like, that's what makes the whole clip. He know? like walks out of the shot there after he and says it, "let it, her rip," and then yeah, while he's staring at the camera, his like whole body turns and walks away. Oh man, fantastic! Boomer Bowtie, less complaining on all the grass that he eats. Um, Gunny says, "How can you leave the Cougars and Beavers with no conference?" Uh, Cherokee says Harbaugh equals Stooge. Mark from Enid says Brian Kelly is weird. 405, imagine a mashup between Dana Holgerson and Les Miles. Oh, Dana Holgerson and Les Miles. There were some commas in there, but yes. He's not as weird as Eli Drinkowitz at Mizzou, LOL. I'll retweet that one. Yeah, that's a good point. See, Holgerson, Holgerson is weird as a head coach. Only because it's like if your neighbor was the head coach of West Virginia or Houston, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's the reason because he, your neighbor probably, that likes to go to the casino and drink a lot of Red Bull. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's probably the most normal head coach in all of college football, like as a sit down and have a conversation with the guy, but he sits, sticks out like a sore thumb in the profession. Boy, could you imagine if Dana was your uh, was your neighbor, and every time he talked to him, there was about eight flim clearings in oh, ninety oh. seconds. Hey, uh, uh, I noticed oh, oh. <laughs> there was a raccoon in your trash the other day. <laughs> Beautiful. I mean, the odds of you know going to whether it's Mexico, Costa Rica, the Bahamas, there's a good chance. 
that if you go on vacation, Dana Holgerson is down at the swim-up bar at your hotel. Yeah, I, I picture him as a guy with a visor on at the pool as well. Visor, pull, takes Maybe the visor sombrero. off uh, about every 20, 25 minutes and then does a full body dip down into the pool, then puts the visor back on. Uh, beautiful. I, I can see it now. Uh, the College Football Hall of Fame class for 2024 has just been announced, by the way. And as it was reported earlier today, this is fantastic news. Dewey Selman is a member of the 2024 College Football Hall of Fame class. Nice. Awesome. Awesome stuff, man. Leroy's already there. Now Dewey's going to be in the Hall of Fame as well. Really cool. Yeah, just, just like we said before, you can't not vote a Selman in, right? I agree. It's on the ballot. It's- you must vote it in. There's a it's statue a, on campus of all three. It's a done deal. Justin Blackman is going to the College Football Hall of Fame. Two-time Bolitnikoff mm. winner. I, I know yeah. life for him didn't go necessarily according to plan once the NFL career started, but you can't take away what, what he did at OSU. There's no doubt about that. And uh, just an incredible run. What Was he with, like, 10 11 11 was, was that, his last year yeah he won the Blitnikoff in 10 and 11 yeah yeah he had a he had a nice run really good uh some other notables Toby Gerhardt of Stanford is in <laughs> I'm looking at <laughs> Justin Blackman's numbers oh my god yeah they're ridiculous like I, wow. I I don't like the fade I'm not a big fan of the fade but it felt like every time they threw him the fade ball that's it was a completion for a touchdown uh, he went for 121 receptions, 1,500 yards, and 18 touchdowns and 11. And in 2010, uh, 111 receptions, 1,782 yards, and 20 touchdowns. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. Randy Moss, of course, played at Marshall. He's in. Julius Peppers, who if uh, anyone ever – References the 0-1-O-U North Carolina game. Everyone's yeah. got to talk about Julius Peppers uh, scoring a touchdown in that one. Man, uh, Randy Moss, his – so what year did he graduate? It was like 98 uh, or 99? Well, so he was in – he was a Heisman finalist with Peyton. And was that the year that uh, – was that the year that Woodson won it? Or that – so, 97, uh, yeah. 97 would have been that year. Yeah, okay, 97, because that was Peyton's last year. So, I think that was Randy Moss's last year at uh, Marshall was 97, I believe. Yeah, that was that was crazy. I mean, that was like thing of legends whenever he was uh, in college. It was crazy. Now, did he – was he at a different school before he went to Marshall I believe or he was like at that? Notre Dame, yeah. And, or was he at Notre Dame or Florida State? I, I think his recruitment came down to, to, to those two schools. And he ended up getting kicked out, and then he kind of had to – there's a really good 30-for-30 30 30 on him, Rand University. It's, it's really good, man. And he goes to Marshall, and he's just an absolute stud there. I mean, and the rest is history, of course. But if he ends up at a Power 5 school at that time – I mean, we're already talking about him as a Hall of Famer and, you know, one of the best wide receivers of all time, NFL college football history. But what happens if he goes to a Notre Dame or a Florida State? Jeez. Yeah, yeah he had uh, 90 catches for 1647 and 25 yeah. touchdowns. Yeah, he was at Florida State. That's where he committed out of high school. And he only has one uh, – as, as far as, like, on sports reference where they've got – he's only got one year of stats. 
Man, I don't I don't know what is what's that's all about if they if he only played one year in college because of uh, the uh, the interesting path he took, but he was an All American. Danny Woodhead is getting into the College Football oh, wow. Hall of Fame. Warwick Dunn is getting in the College Football Hall wow. of Fame. Mark D'Antonio of Michigan State is getting yeah. in. And then how about this one? Nebraska brought him back this year and kind of mended all the, the hurt feelings that were there. Frank Solich is getting in the College Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, He was only the head coach at Nebraska for five years, I believe. Got yeah. Nebraska to that um, 2001 national championship game, but of course uh, was with old Doctor Tom there for a long time. But Solich is getting in, and and like he had a pretty good run there at Ohio, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I don't no, remember how did. many MAC titles they won, but Frank Solich coached long after. I think he got fired after the 0203 season. I know, uh, you know, because I was watching a little bit whenever Tettleton and. Uh, Bo Blankenship were there. They went together right around that 10, 11, 12 uh, time frame. And they had a nice little run there when Tettleton was quarterback. They did some good stuff. Happy for Dewey Selman, man. That's, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's really cool. And just um, it feels like there's been a Sooner in the College Football Hall of Fame uh, in about six or seven straight years. I, I don't know if that's actually the, the case, but Bob recently – Roy Williams recently, of course, Dewey today. It's been it's been a nice little run. Yeah, you'll be in there at some point. the o- The only problem for mm. you is that if you go and have the same career at Texas Tech or mm-hmm. Arkansas or Ole Miss, you're probably already in the thing. But there's just so there's just a long line of players that need to be <laughs> in as list. well. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I hope we're not waiting long, but we we could be waiting a few more years. Now, let me ask you something. Now, I know Warwick Dunn was an incredible player, uh, was awesome in in Tampa, done a bunch of great stuff off the field. Um, But I know he went to Florida State, and he was there, like, during their heyday, but was he he wasn't like a Heisman or anything, right? I don't think he was ever a Heisman finalist, but and he was a freshman on that ninety three national championship team they won. Yeah. I mean, but he was I mean, he was a starting running back there for what, three years, I think? Ninety four, ninety five, and ninety six? Uh definitely ninety four, ninety five, and ninety six. He played yeah. A lot in 93, had 68 carries, 500 yards. I think he deserves to be there. I mean, it sounds like you're questioning whether he's worthy or not to be in. Well, I, he must have had another running back there because I'm looking – because now I'm taking a better look at his numbers. He rushed for over 1,000 yards every year and averaged uh, almost seven yards a carry for his career. So that's pretty daggum good. Yeah. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep hitting the text line, 651-3439, Knippelmeyer text line. Hanging out at Newcastle Casino today. Stay tuned. Join the movement. The Ref Army is growing. Don't miss a second of the Sooner coverage you want with the KREF app, the number one source for Sooner fans.
Are you someone with extra weight and looking to make a lifestyle change? Norman Regional's Journey Clinic is ready to help you get started. We are excited to be one of the only weight loss clinics in the region offering the SPATS balloon, the world's only adjustable gastric balloon, and also the gastric balloon with the highest success rate. There are no incisions and no hospitalization, just a walk-in, walk-out procedure. Join the tens of thousands of patients who have changed their lives with a SPATS balloon. Visit journeyclinic.com or call 405-515-2049 to request an appointment. Rightway Insurance is an independent insurance company, which means they work for you. They can use their network of providers to search for better coverage and a better deal for your life, health, home, or auto insurance policies. With their help, it's easy to find a better insurance solution. Let them help you search for the best coverage for your needs. Give Rightway Insurance a call today, 405-607-6014. That's 405-607-6014. Learn the signs at sandyhookpromise.org. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. So many good texts already rolling in on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Seriously, there's a lot of good ones already. However, it's going to be tough to beat this one today. Okay. From the 918. One of two things will happen if Teddy gets in the College Football Hall of Fame. One, he won't accept it because he'd have to leave Goldsby. Two, it will be the first time ever that the award ceremony will be held in Goldsby. Ah, uh, how about that? Backyard, uh, swimming pool, cornhole, and college football Hall of Fame induction. Come on! Uh, I'm trying to think. Is Eli Manning in already? Come on, Eli. We can shoot guns after the college football Hall of Fame ceremony in my backyard. Maybe I'll just send in, you know, sometimes in those, uh, like, Oscars or whatever, someone will have, like, a video um response whenever they win an award or yes. something the award wasn't important enough for them to show up so yeah. they just sent in a 30 second video i could send in a video response and like it would be in my backyard and in the background there's you know some one of my neighbors playing cornhole you remember <laughs> urban meyer whenever he was on that boat doing that um and his buddy was interview. smoking weed in the background <laughs> that one yeah, awesome. that's what my uh, that's what my video would be like for the college. One football of your neighbors is like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lighting up a blunt in the back. Some, <laughs> somehow it's Gunny in the background. He didn't even live by you. <laughs> that's good stuff. Send Tyler to accept on your behalf. Yeah, down. I'll do That'd it. Be good. That really is cool. If um, if you're ever in Atlanta, I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to everyone. Ever in Atlanta. And you got a chance to go to the College Football Hall of Fame. It's it's pretty sweet. If you're a nerd about the sports, maybe a little bit too much. Well, that's that's the place for you. Yeah. You walk in and there's a, a giant wall of helmets of every single Division One, Division Two, in a every single level of college football. Pretty cool. Yeah. It's did, did you go there during the Atlanta trip or the the Peach Bowl? Mm, no, I think I there was like a little lobby area. That was out there. I think I kind of walked in there and was looking around a little bit, but I didn't do the full tour. 405. Let, yeah, let's act like Teddy knows how to run a video camera, LOL. Well, I don't need to run it. I just need to stand in front of it, okay? And who has a video camera anymore? I mean, I can run a phone, well, la- cell phone. Well, I hate to say it. Last time OU won a national championship, I bet there were a lot of video cameras out that night. Yeah, that's right. What would you guys do that night? Just go to South Beach and not sleep, hang out all night? 
I'm trying to remember. I know it took us forever to get out of the stadium. And I just I think we just went back to our hotel and kind of hung out in the general vicinity of the hotel. I know the bus was supposed to leave the hotel at like 9.30 or 10 in the next morning, and I don't think we left until like 11 or 11.30, and then we went to the – I remember sitting at the airport on the buses forever as our plane was. So you were probably 19, maybe 20 at that point? Yeah. going to guess you still found some alcohol during that night? Oh, of course not. Me? <laughs> yeah. Stone no cold way. sober for his national championship. Not like somewhat of a serious question here. And I know it sounds like a crazy question, but seeing as you didn't watch your first OU game until, what, a year or two before you got on campus? Like, yeah. Did you recognize the – did you recognize how big that was? The night yeah. you guys won. Like, e- even you didn't know a lot about college football leading up to your career. You knew, you still knew how big of a deal that was. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Now, I think whenever you're a freshman and you are, for the most part, along for the ride, you probably take for granted a little bit how difficult it is to get there and how rare it is to get there. So there was probably some of that going on. Because, you know, I've said this before. We started the season off, you know, it was awesome that we were ranked in the top 25. I was like, that's sweet, dude. That's amazing. And then you start winning some games, and it doesn't take very long before you find yourself up there, you know, in the top five, and – all of a sudden, there's a whole lot of pressure, you know, like everyone's watching every moment of, of everything that you do. And, you know, that's that's just what comes with being in that spot. So I think that was probably the most, I don't know, surreal thing is yeah. that I, how it went from this is a big deal to the Beatles, you know, that's because that's exactly how it was. Like yeah. radio stations across the market are doing parody songs. Who let the Sooners out? Like oh, the song that you hate, all, all sorts of stuff like that. Now, and that's why um, it wasn't the best team you guys beat, but maybe the gutsiest win of that entire year was the the win in College Station because everything yeah. had been going your way. Like when I say the ball was bouncing your way, that's no disrespect. You you know that, but you, like you guys made the plays, but. That day, it definitely wasn't going your way. And it would have been easy to be like, man, it was a fun ride, but it's just not its not going our way. And you still just clawed back and made play after play after play late to come back and win that one. That was a hell, that was a hell of a win, hell of a response. What a year. Yeah, what's crazy, and I can't remember what game it was. Like Maybe it was Big 12 Championship. Maybe it was the Texas A&M game. I don't remember. I know it was definitely – it wasn't Oklahoma State because it was a game where we flew. But I, I remember being on the bus, and on the bus we were watching the the footage of the helicopters following the buses. Nice. <laughs> From the airport back to the – back to the Switzer Center. And at the Switzer Center there was just like, you know, hundreds of people there waiting whenever everyone got off the buses and it's just is crazy man 
Uh, David Tulsa says, OU National Championship, there was an after party in a ballroom at the hotel, and I was there. There you go. Maybe that's where you were at, at some points. Uh, this one from the state of Tennessee. I watched Sports Center on a loop until about 3 a.m. that night. Glorious. <laughs> so surreal, riding the escalator down after that game, knowing we just won it all. Yeah. Crazy times, Mark man. Mark says, when Teddy gets in the Hall of Fame, is he going to get the fur coat, the white Corvette, and Boss handing him the keys? Sure. Why not? Absolutely. Is the is Boz in? Has he been? Oh, I yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, Good amount of uh, OU representation at there at the uh, College Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta. It's, it's pretty. Here's awesome. the craziest thing about that national championship. Uh, well, I I guess maybe maybe this isn't true, but I was about to say that when we won the championship in 2000 i think everyone most people anyways expected that there was about to be an avalanche of championships correct right? yes <laughs> yeah yes i mean you had to replace your quarterback the next year but yeah. you know who you had coming back on defense and well OU's back, and they remember OU in the 80s and the 70s, and, you know, all that run. So, of course, right. for sure. Yeah. That's that's the crazy part is how how difficult it is to not just get back to the championship but to win it. You know, you've got to have – you've got to have so much – you've got to be really good. You've got to be super talented, and there's got to be luck involved. You got to find a way to win some games where you don't have your best. You've got to fight through injuries, hoping the injuries don't massively impact you. Like in 03, it, I mean, that was a massive impact on the last two games, is how hurt Jason White was. So, yeah, it's hard, man. Very, very difficult. We are uh, reminiscing about the 2000 championship because, well, the national championship game is tonight. We're talking about the college football or the college football Hall of Fame because. Well, Dewey Selman just got voted in about 15, 20 minutes ago. Before we hit a break, have you met Dewey? Do you know him personally? What's your relationship like if there is one there? I've met him. I don't know him. I, I, I wouldn't say that I know him personally, um, but I've met him and, and been at events uh, around him and and stuff like that. I, I would not say that I have a personal relationship with him, no, but... Everyone who de- does says the exact same thing. Um, some of the best people in the world is Selman's, and that's that's the whole family. So, God bless Mrs. Selman. That's right. That's right. All right, quick timeout. Keep the text coming, 651-3439. We'll be back. Join the movement. The Ref Army is growing. Don't miss a second of the Sooner coverage you want with the KREF app, the number one source for Sooner fans. For over 37 years, Bob Maupin has been providing roofing and construction services in Oklahoma for residential and commercial clients. Maupin, you can join the mission. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman on this championship Monday. Keep the text coming, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I'll actually read this before we get back into OU football. From the 918, uh, this texture from Eufaula says, Dewey 
is one of the best men you would ever meet. So nice and so much football knowledge. That's from yeah. uh, Anthony and Ufala. So just wanted to share that. Big congrats to him in case you missed it. Dewey Selman, newest member of the College Football Hall of Fame. He joins his brother, Leroy. Sounds like Jaleel Farouk's coming back. I don't know how big of a surprise that is for, for most people, but how can, other than fumbling the ball, how can Jaleel Farouk have a much better 24 season season than he did 23 season? Is that a change to the slot? Like, what is what, what does that look like for him with a lot of the production coming back? That's a good question. Um, you know, honestly, just looking at kind of the trend of of the year and what some of the wide receivers did and what we've got coming in and coming up, uh, I think it's going to be difficult. You got, obviously, Nick Anderson, I think, is going to be um, – Obviously a starter. Andrew Anthony, assuming he is back and healthy, surgery went well, rehab has gone well. I mean, that was all the way back uh, early October. So he's three months in now. Uh, probably, I don't know, maybe he, he'll be doing a little bit of something like non-contact stuff and spring ball but he should have a full summer and full training camp. So assuming Andrew Anthony is back at, at full speed, you'll have Nick Anderson, you'll have Andrew Anthony, and then at that point I think you'll have a really good battle between uh, Farouk, Burks, Petway, um, you know, some of the younger guys, uh, Jaden Gibson. So man, I, I mean, mean, and he's capable of making big plays, but I, I guess when we talk about the other wide receivers like that, it's boy, production better be a lot better, or he ain't gonna play all that much next year, especially with Dion Burks coming in. Yeah, you know, it's it's so interesting with with Farouk. You know, he's got he's been here for three years. Okay, he's got. In three years, just under 90 catches. Uh, he's right around, what, just over 1,100 yards. And he's got seven touchdowns. He had five touchdowns last year. He only had two touchdowns this year. And unless I'm forgetting something, didn't he play in every single game? He, I, I believe so, yeah. I don't remember him missing any time. He just wasn't very productive. You know, and the turnovers, like I said the other day, he had he had twice as many turnovers as he had touchdowns this year. That's not a good thing. Yeah, and, and like Sean says, Burks will start and probably be our best offensive player. That I mean, based on what he did at Purdue, like there's definitely a chance that could happen. Like I you can't I, forget about Andrew Anthony though, you know, right. he was I guess my point is when I look at Jalil Farouk moving more to a slot role if that's the chance. Like, really, the point is, is that I don't know if I'm so much looking at, ooh, can Farouk play over Burks? I might be looking more at, will Farouk be playing over a guy like Petaway, who they like quite a bit? Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say. You know, I I think Petaway's going to get, obviously, I think he's going to earn some time. 
Don't forget about Brennan Thompson. You know, we, we know that he's a big threat. Sure. And I think, you know, judging by the, the bowl game, the new offensive coordinators feels like they want to get him involved in what they're doing in a pretty big way. Um, or even the TCU game. Like, the last two games they played, they finally yeah. found – you know, he scored in both of those games on, you know, deep balls. It's like they found it going into the offseason. Right. And they, they've seen what kind of a matchup issue that is. I'd be very surprised if that's not a thing to start the year next year. And, you know, I, I always say this. Receiver is one of the positions as a true freshman that – it's very easy to play. I guess not very easy. It's just it's you're far more likely to play as a true freshman maybe than almost any other position on the field. If you can run routes, you can catch the football, you can hang on to the football after the catch, you can play. Not I mean there's there's some thinking involved. I don't want to act like um you know, you don't have to be a, a smart kid to go out there and play. You do, but, I mean, there's really not a whole lot of mentally limiting factors. And, you know, you got the Zion Kearney coming in. You've got the uh, – what's the fast kid from Georgia? Oh, Zion Reagans. Uh, Reagans. So, you know, there, there's going to be some guys at the wide receiver position that are – you know, fighting as true freshmen to get on the field as well. K.J. Daniels can absolutely fly. So, I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I'm, I know this. I I think it's going to be the most difficult year for Farouk to find production. Could be. Lost City Sooner says, if Farouk is going to start, we need Texas Farouk to show up. And I remember him having a good game, especially after Anthony went down. I feel like OU only threw it deep one time that entire game, and it was to him. It was like a 43-yard catch. Farouk had five catches for 130. So, you know, coming out of that game, it was, well, that's a bummer. Andrew Anthony's out for the year. Who's going to replace his production? Well, Jalil Farouk just had five catches for 130 against Texas. It's probably him. And he just never took advantage of that big game that he had in the Cotton Bowl. Just yeah. kind of fell off. It felt like pretty significantly after that. Yep. And I, I don't know why. You know, and you go back to the year before that, it it took him forever to get going. Early part of the year was, was really slow. He had a touchdown catch at Nebraska, but outside that, sure. Touchdown catch at Nebraska and you know, he had he did have the five catches against Kansas State. After that, but you know, then he just kind of fell into a bit of a rut for a while. But then got going on the back half of the season, and was a little bit more productive. But it's all been like mainly short underneath type stuff. He hasn't been a a big go to guy down the field. So I don't know. I mean, that's going to be a highly competitive position for sure. All right, quick timeout. Final segment, hour number one, coming up next. Stay tuned. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. If you're looking for big wins and good times, Riverwind is the best place to play. With the best food, drinks, and service. Join us every Friday in January for our winning resolutions giveaway. Play to win your share of $80,000. 
with your wild card all month long. Welcome to the best casino in the Metro. Mike Steele here for Cavens Group. Do you need help with fire, water, or mold remediation? Cavens is a local company that's been in business for over 15 years in the Oklahoma City area. Because they know you can't predict emergencies, Cavens is available 24 hours a day to help with emergency services or commercial maintenance. Call them at Cavens Group today, 405-573-3048, or go online to cavensgroup.com. Do you like to stand out in a crowd while wearing the best in OU apparel? The Jimmy Austin Pro Shop carries the best brands you can wear to work or even dress up events. Lines such as Lululemon, Travis Matthew, Footjoy, Greg Norman, Grayson, or Turtleson with the OU and Jimmy Austin logo are sure to catch everyone's eye. You don't have to be a golfer to shop at Jimmy Austin. They also do corporate special orders for you and your company. Call them today, 405-3. Difficult to block. He's got, he's explosive. He's got great get off. Um, I think he's got some some really natural tools as a pass rusher, but he doesn't just sell out. I always feel like he's he's holding back a little bit, and I don't know I don't know why that is. He's got incredible burst and athleticism. You don't see it enough though. I think he can be a much better player, just like a, just like as a, like an overall effort factor for him. I think, like if he made up his mind to go out and have the best season possible, and was aggressive and assertive, and and really really put everything he has behind it, I think he'd go out and have a great year. Well, that I mean, sounds like that better happen this offseason. I mean, here it is for yeah. him. Here's his money-making season. And I yeah. and I think that he'll be in the rotation like he was this year, and he'll get opportunities. But if he wants to be one of the best at that spot, coming off the edge uh, at their defensive like he, he, he better have that, – that flip better switch. That's what needs to happen because we yeah. know the young talent that's there. Yeah, no, that's right. And – you know, he, he gives you some good upperclassmen depth for, you know, we got a bunch of young talent, young potential, and, you know, you're banking on those guys to make big leaps this offseason. If that doesn't happen, he's kind of he's your, kind of your catch-all there. He's the guy that you know exactly what you're going to get. I still believe that he has a much higher ceiling than what we've seen from him so far. Lloyd says as long as Farouk doesn't have to run jet sweeps all the darn time, he'll be fine. Yeah, maybe. 308 will forever love Farouk because he chose OU, leaving in the dark of night with the USC contingent. Hashtag loyalty. Nathan in Tulsa says, newsflash, Farouk is an average slot receiver playing number one wideout. That needs to change. He has no separation. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it all unfolds. I don't know. Um, you know, maybe maybe he sees the writing on the wall with all the young talent coming in, and he better recognize that it's going to get more and more difficult because if he doesn't, he's going to find himself on the outside looking in. He needs a big offseason. Well, and, and a lot of times for guys who have been around in a while, like you want to get better in the spring, but – 
you know, and not that you don't take the spring seriously, but it doesn't feel like, you know, your your career is on the verge. It, it like there's some guys out there, yeah, like there's some guys out there coming back that have been here for a few years. Where, dude, the spring is massive for those guys heading into the summer. Yeah, yeah, no, just I kind agree. of for their place on the team next year. I agree. It's and he's probably one of them if we're if we're being honest. This is a good thing, but. For a bunch of guys at a bunch of positions, it's going to be it's going to be more difficult than it's been staying on the football field next year, um, and that's going to continue to be the case as they recruit better, do well in the transfer portal. So there you go. All right, quick timeout. Hour number two, the rush coming up next.